1: You are listening to the Let's Go Devils podcast
0: on the Primetime Radio Network. Happy Devil Saturday to everybody tuning in. This is Game Day Live presented by the Primetime Radio Studios. I'm here, Vinny Parisi here with Scotty from SiriusXM. Of course, Scotty's filling in for Sam Wu today. He couldn't be live on air today, but you know, we're here filling in for Sam. We're on... What is it, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch Live, Twitter Live, all the places you can catch live podcasts. Scotty, how you doing, man? Good. Nice to be
1: here with you, Vinny. How you doing, man?
0: Not bad at all. Getting ready for a huge game here between the New Jersey Devils and the Edmonton Oilers here on Saturday afternoon. Um, I love day afternoon games on a Saturday. I don't know about you, but, you know, when they play on Saturday afternoon, I kind of wake up. Feeling ready to go, like, hey, the Devils play during the day today. It's a good day, so you know. What are your thoughts on the game? I well, I love
1: these things. I'm it's, being out here in LA, you know, through like football season, you get used to the uh, 10 a.m. start times for everything. So I actually really enjoy when games start early like this. It's an, it's a noon start for me out here, but even when it gets earlier, I, I like it because uh, I don't know, it's just fun to start your day. Get your coffee, get your breakfast. You get your game going, and then when it's done, you got your whole day ahead of you. So I actually really enjoy these uh, these early games, even though we know they can kind of uh, wreak some havoc sometimes with the old hockey teams out there because you know they're very uh, uh, schedule and routine oriented, and obviously it throws them into a bit of a into a bit of a tiff, which our boys have been on this uh, Western Canadian trip over here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Things have not really gone particularly well for them on this trip, but when you go on this Western Canadian road trip these days, you're facing off against three teams that are rather hard to play against. I think the Vancouver Canucks are probably the worst of the three teams, and they're still pretty mm-hmm. good. But yeah, yeah, I like when they play the afternoon games too, because like, you can do one of two things. Then you can watch hockey at night if you're like that big of a hockey fan and not have to worry about what the Devils are doing and, you know, getting Mm -hmm. angry at your favorite team. Or you can, you know, (laughs) watch the other sports that are going on. There's March Madness. You could go, you know, just the rest of the day you could do whatever you want. So I'm interested in it. When the Devils play the Oilers, though, it's kind of – it makes me think of like the draft lottery matchup here because each of these two teams has won the draft lottery over the last couple of years. So that means Mm -hmm. that you're going to have some heavy skill going on on each side of the the table here. You got Connor McDavid, Jack Hughes, Nico Hischier, even side who was a third overall pick. Nugent Hopkins is a good player. I think he's hurt right now, but you know, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. So what are you expecting here, you know, to kind of kick things off? Speed.
1: A lot a lot of speed and a lot of good skating. I I mean, with Edmonton, you know, you got Connor McDavid and like you said Drysdale and all these um all these studs over here i mean they they are so fast they are so fast they're a team where you know the devils that's a great advantage that they have they're the youngest team in the league um you know they're gonna be uh full of energy you know and and have those wheels but a team that can really take it to us especially in the in the uh, speed department is edmonton i mean they just fly all over everywhere um, Nugent Hopkins is injured right now, but just looking at their, you know, projected lineup there with McDavid and Kane and who Settle on that second line there, our buddy, Ryan McLeod too. We get the McLeod boys back together. Uh, I think Ryan actually had a pretty sweet goal. A couple, a couple games ago. I was, uh, checking out here on just one of the late night games that was playing on NHL network. Uh, but the McLeod boys get back together, but I'm, I'm expecting speed. And I'm hoping now that it's been a little while, I hope the Devils have become accustomed to, you know, the time zone change. Uh, Me and Sam were talking about it, you know, a back to back on a uh, West Coast trip like that going out there. I can see them kind of being a little jet lagged, but now I feel like they don't have an excuse to be jet lagged. They've been on the West Coast. They've been in this time zone. They've been there for a while. You've had enough time to kind of get yourself, you know, situated. You got an earlier game, so it's not going to feel like 10 o'clock at night. You know, this should feel like 3 in the afternoon for them. Um, so I'm I'm expecting the Devils to put on a much better performance than they did um, in Vancouver and Calgary. Calgary is Calgary's a tough team. It was good seeing old Pickles. Good seeing old Blake Coleman there, you know. Um, and what is Kirk, uh, Kirk Muller is their assistant coach too. Right. So we had, we had, we had two, uh, two, uh, former friends there in the old, uh, flames game. And, um, so, you know, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to see how they play today. I want to see them bounce back. I want to see them play with the focus, with the consistency, and they got to put an end to this losing streak. We can't have another one of these six, seven game losing streaks. And, what is, uh? let me just look here. Oh, right. So we got Edmonton. Then we got the Rangers. Then we the got Rangers, the Leafs. Yeah. Then we got the Caps. You know, this can turn into, if it's not, you know, if we don't get a win here, this could turn into another one of those six game losing streaks, which we don't want to see again. This would be like the third or fourth time this season. Um, So really looking for speed and looking for the Devils to come out and play the way. You know, they did at home during those four-game homestays. Remember that game against Winnipeg? They still lost, but, man, did they battle all the way through. If they lose to Edmonton, okay, but if if they battle the way they did against Winnipeg, I can take that. I can take that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when I think of the Devils playing Edmonton, they played that game against them earlier this season where it kind of turned into a little bit of a barn burner. I know all the number one picks had goals, and each team Mm -hmm. wasn't playing too much defense. It wasn't the most – Solid sound game for the, from a coaching point of view, but you know it was certainly fun to watch. In order to keep that from happening from a devil's point today, I know they're on the road, so the matchups aren't going to necessarily favor them off the bat, but you brought up McLeod playing against his brother. I think McLeod and Heisher kind of tend to be the two most important players. When you're playing a team like Edmonton who's so top heavy, but the two top players on their team are so dominant with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid being two of the five most gifted players that we've seen in the last five or six years. When you have two Mm -hmm. guys like that who can go out there when you need them to, it's like I said, it's much easier at home. But when you're in Edmonton, if you figure out a way to get Hesher or McLeod out there against those guys, you're not going to fully stop them. There's no stopping McDavid or Dreisaitl. That's why they have 120 points every year. But you can try and contain them to your best of your ability so that the Jesper Bratz, the Jack Hughes, is, the Yegor Sharon all the guys who strictly mostly focus on their offensive side of the game and creating that way, they have a little bit more room out there. So I'm really hoping to see that from these guys today. And, you know, some of the defense, I think, could really impact this game as well. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that when it comes to somebody like Ryan Graves or Siegenthaler.
1: Well, I think the – I I like what the gravy train has been doing. Um, Siegenthaler, you know, coming back. I, I think we should, we should mention this real quick too because uh, I just noticed this at the bottom of the little – uh uh, uh, Devils team report here. Um, Hamilton, Tatar, Brat, Bastion did not practice Friday um, due to flu-like symptoms. Non-COVID related, but it looks like the team has a bit of a flu uh, running through it. I didn't even notice this at the very bottom of the uh, Devils preview right here. Um, That could Mm -hmm. be something that comes into effect. Like we were just talking about star players, uh, Jesper Bratt. And as we're talking now, defense, you know, Dougie Hamilton, that'll be a big thing um, if he's able to go full speed or not. But um, the gravy train, I feel like had a little bit of a dip there once Dougie uh, took the broken jaw. But I feel like his game has stepped back up tremendously. He's He's a shot blocking machine. And, you know, that's and, – and Siegenthaler as well. They both block a lot of shots. Um, I think they're going to be key, essential. Now that I'm seeing this about Hamilton possibly having the flu, they are definitely going to be key and essential uh, to a Devil's victory tonight. You know, Damon Severson is going to do his thing. Hopefully he gets some uh, offensive uh, points there. But Siegenthaler, Gravy uh, on the defensive side, being that that house – In front of uh, of Nico Dawes and being protecting him and clearing those lanes and keeping the puck out of there and getting the puck, uh, those rebounds getting away, you know, blocking shots. They're going to have to put on a show today, especially if Dougie's not going to be at his at his uh, his full peak. They're gonna they're gonna have to put on a show. Siegenthaler and Gravy Train are going to have to come through with some massive defensive plays, stops, and. I hope they got their skating legs on today because they're going to be chasing McDavid and Dreisaitl all game long.
0: So when you're watching McDavid and Dreisaitl, I I know if I was someone like Jack Hughes where I knew I was awesome at hockey, right? I knew I had all the skill in the world. I was a number one overall pick. When I was going against somebody like Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, I feel like that would motivate me a lot. Like, hey – I want to be mentioned in the same breath as these guys next year when NHL network or TSN's top 100 players comes out. I want to be amongst Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid and, you know, you know, the other great players in the game, Leon Draisaitl, Patrick Kane, uh, Sidney Crosby. I'm Jack Hughes. I want to be in that mix. So when you're playing the Edmonton Oilers, do you think he has that motivation? Like would, Would it make sense for him to come out today just absolutely blazing take advantage of the speed game that Edmonton presents? Because that's kind of what I'm expecting from Mr. Hughes today.
1: I think so. And I think it all stems back to that game against Chicago. We know Jack Hughes uh, is a fan of Patty Kane and everything like that. And that game at the end where Patty just picked his pocket and put that uh, empty netter in there, I, I really hope and I really do think that that will stick with Jack for the rest of his career. He's always going to remember that those little things that you remember, you know, at your job, at work and life and whatever, like those little things that you never forget. I really feel like he's never going to forget that because you could just saw you saw his head hang when he did that. Well, now you're going to go against uh, uh, some more all stars like that in Dreisaitl and McDavid um, and Evander Kane. You know, if Nugent Hopkins was in there, you know him as well. That's a that those are other guys that you should be at that same level with, Jack. You know, so don't make that that heady mistake that you did against Patrick Kane. You're going out against the best in the world. Well, guess what, buddy? You're right there as well. So let's see what the skills you got. And I hope that he steps up his game uh, to it to try and exceed what Connor McDavid and Drysaddle put out there. I don't know if he's ready to do that just yet, but hell's bells. It'll be a lot of fun to see him try, you know, as long as he doesn't have some of those mental mistakes like he did in that Chicago game. I think that thing that Patty Kane picking that puck and putting that empty netter. in I I really do. I really hope it stays with him for the rest of his career because I don't think Jack ever wants that to happen again. And I think he, he, (laughs) he let his guard down for a split second and he got robbed by one of his all-time favorite players, you know? So, um, all stars will do that to you, and Connor McDavid and Drysidal they're going to do the exact same thing if they get the opportunity. So, I, th- I think that's a really good point. Let's see if Jack Hughes ups his game against McDavid and Drysidal over here because he's going to be playing against them at some point. As that center position, he's going to be playing against them at some point.
0: Oh, yeah, he'll be out there. And I, you know, when he has the puck on his stick, only McDavid might be able to like compete with him in terms of flash and I know dry has got the boom and shot and whatnot but Jack Hughes he there's no reason not to keep him in that conversation and it's so funny you bring up that about Patrick Kane I was at that game where they Patrick Kane stole the puck from him and put it in the empty Mm -hmm. net and I was like man I remember when the draft was going big in 2019 and they were comparing him to Kane and I think Kane and Goudreau were like the two biggest Mm -hmm. like comparisons I think the American factor has a little bit to do with some of these comparisons but i know it would bug me i'd be like man five years from now i want to be stealing pucks from the youngsters and throwing them in the empty net if i'm jack Hughes. Mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens here this is new jersey's last game before the trade deadline coming up here on monday now i'm hoping to see some big performances from some of the guys who are on the trading block so that other teams mm-hmm. can be like all right we, we need that guy for our playoff run but also I'm wondering if there are players on the New Jersey Devils who maybe have a year or two left on their contract, but their name's been in rumors, kind of, but we don't know for sure if they're going to get traded. I'm thinking guys like Pavel Zaka, Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastion, guys like that who, like, if a team offered a really good package, the Devils would trade it. But these Mm -hmm. guys could be out there today against Edmonton like, man, I want to stay here. I want to be a part of the solution. So I'm going to go out there and play really well, and I don't want this team to trade me. I want to prove my worth. Do you think that that's something that could come up today in today's game in any of these guys' minds, even if it doesn't necessarily come out publicly? I just think like the games leading up to the trade deadline are always so interesting to me in terms of guys, the way the guys play in reaction to the fact that they could be moved literally tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, I hope that people want to be part of the solution and that they don't want to leave. I mean, yeah, you know, PK Subban, obviously, I you know, like I think it's time for him to move on. And, you know, I think it'd be good if we can get him over to a contender. I think that'd be great for PK. And, you know, that's kind of like give a little, get a little kind of deal. Uh, so I'm hoping that maybe we can make that move there. Jimmy VC as well. If anyone needs any depth, um, you know, forwards, you know, maybe we can get some draft picks or for the 2023 draft, which is supposed to be a monster. Um, You know, anything like that that we can do, yes. The younger talent, I think Fitzy is going to really try to keep all this younger talent. Um, You remember earlier in the year when we were all calling for changes and what what did he say? The answers are in this room. So I I have a feeling that unless there's some kind of... (laughs) Zaka might be the only one. He might be the only one that like change of place type of trade where here's a first round pick for another first round pick or something like that. Someone who's been struggling. Let's see if the change of scenery, you know, really helps them out because man, last year, Pavel Zaka was my team MVP. He was so good throughout the entire year last year. And he started off this year, like a ball of fire. And then it just like, pff, it just, it just, it just went out. And the inconsistency came back, the long scoring droughts. I mean, it just if you want to play on those top lines, you want to be a top six player, you can't have like 12, 13 game streaks of no points. It's just you you can't do that on those top lines. So of um of all of them, I think McLeod would be safer now because he is a uh, he's he's phenomenal on faceoffs. Um, he can put some pucks in the net. He works really good with Nathan Bastion. They've had a good fourth line, especially with Bastion. What does he got? Um, it's, what is it was eleven goals on the year, and ten of them are from his time with the Devils. So yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know I, what was it like a month he was with the the Kraken or something like that. So yeah, Nathan Bastion, like that, real short. yeah, you 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 get like ten goals like that from a fourth line winger. Like I'll take that. Like I think he's done a good job there. I mean, I'm actually excited to see what it would be like um, with, you know, Bastion, uh, McLeod, and Miles Wood getting back together at some point. You know, I know Miles Wood is really trying to push to play at some time before the end of the season. I don't know if it's a wise thing, you know, just just to like risk injury for no reason. But if it makes him feel better uh, to get out there, I mean, I don't know. That line I think would be good. So I feel like McLeod. Could be pretty safe right there. Um, I think Zaka is the one who's really like in that. Mm, we don't know. Could be, you know, like on the block kind of kind of deal, you know. And, and we've heard the rumors about Janssen as well. But Arizona trying to take advantage of every cap situation they can. And um, it sucks too because Zaka is now injured. And Andres Janssen is now injured. He got a nasty, I mean, I'm sure you saw that slash from was it the Calgary or the Vancouver game? I think it was the Vancouver game, right? That that happened. Yeah. I mean, woo, I believe he's playing Andreas right. Johnson. Uh, oh man.
0: Nasty. Yeah. Good I, thing believe he on, didn't... I believe I believe he's playing today, Andreas Jansen. Oh, he Stein is. Reported, oh, okay, good. Which, which is wild because you're right. That looked just absolutely nasty, didn't it? Oh, that was
1: gnarly. And I mean, like, then you start worrying about, you know, just eye injuries and stuff like that. You know, we had Nico last year, but what was the dude? Well, well Colin White, right? He got hit in the face with a puck, but wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, was it Brian Barrard from the Islanders that took a stick to the eye that he had to retire? I think.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a bit ago. Was now, it a isn't stick it? or
1: a puck? I it can't remember. Colin stick? White was the puck, right? Colin White lost Colin his peripheral his vision. Puck for sure. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Brian Barrard was a stick like that where, you know, he tried to come back and then he was he had to retire um, due to that eye injury. So uh, that's good news that Johnson was in there because I was definitely worried about that, that that might be some sort of long term, uh, you know, eye injury going on there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's tough. Seeing him in the lineup today, though, I believe I I read that correctly. One player who's healthy enough to play for the NJ Devils, Andreas Janssen, who returns to the lineup this afternoon. That's from Amanda Stein. Excellent. One player that I didn't really uh, cover with you at all today yet is Nico Dawes. He's been a really decent goaltender for the New Jersey Devils since coming on board. I'm not going to sit here and act like he's been this just superstar in the making yet you know he's not Igor Shesterkin or anything but he's given them average goaltending which has been what they were lacking in the first part of the season that almost I don't know if it cost him a playoff spot but it cost him being a bubble team I would say because their goals for are actually right there with some of the playoff teams but their goals against is like right there with some of the worst in the whole league and you know they don't give up as much as some other of the bad teams with Uh, high goals against averages. So, you know, some of the stats really point to the blue paint as an issue this year. But once Nico Dawes came in, they started – until this trip to Western Canada, they really started to, you know, compete in games. In the game against Winnipeg, they had a chance to win. Uh, The one game that they got killed before heading out to Western Canada was Chicago when Gillies was in that. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on Gillies or anything like that, but he just hasn't performed the way that Nico Dawes has been. So I'd like to know – what you think about this team's goaltending? I know Mackenzie Blackwood. He he's probably not happy with the way things have gone since the beginning of training camp with his heel and all that stuff. So goaltending's an issue for this team, and it'll be interesting to see how they fix it.
1: I'm a I'm a I'm a big member of the Dawes Pound. I really like Nico Dawes. I love his confidence. Um, the goaltending to me. Uh, has been, I, I find it has been above average because he's been making the timely, big, momentum-changing saves that we have drastically been missing throughout the course of this season. Uh, I did not feel like he should have gotten pulled from the Vancouver game. I, I understand that Lindy was just trying to spark the team and everything like that, but I don't think the goals in the Vancouver game were really... Nico Dawes's fault. And I really believe that Gillies should have started the Calgary game, uh, the back-to-back like that. I mean, the kid does need a break. I am hoping that he bounces back big time and he just returns um to form like he has been. Um, you know, the past couple games were that homestand, because it is. It's it's definitely what the team was missing. You 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 hit the nail on the head. The goals against was atrocious i mean it was horrible and we have the talent to score goals you know um jesper Pratt is putting up points you know jack hughes is putting up points nico heasher is putting up points i mean i don't know if it's going to happen but i would love to say that we have 360 point players by the end of the season and I, i'm pretty sure we're gonna have two barring any uh sudden injuries you know i'd love to see nico get there as well and have 360 point players we can put the puck in the net you know, that hasn't been the issue. It's really been stopping it and the Swiss cheese defense at times that just has holes everywhere. Um, but I feel like we've cleaned that up and I, I and a lot of that too, like we were talking about earlier, Gravy Train, Ryan Graves and uh, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler really coming out of nowhere. Don't forget, Siegenthaler was just kind of a grab from the Capitals. I think, didn't the Caps put him on waivers or something like that? And and, and we, we had claimed him um, because Nico and him go way back. He has been a really, really good find uh, to have on that team.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think it was trade deadline taking advantage of the Capitals needing to shed some cap. And, you know, we're kind of hoping the Devils can do that this year. I have some, Mm -hmm. you know, mentions in the chat, a couple comments in the chat. Michael Hay said, if we get a first rounder for Zaka, trade him. Oh, well, of course, I I couldn't agree with that more.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. And then so – and Wyatt Horning agrees with you. Dawes should have sat out in Vancouver nine straight – or I guess it's a little different than what you said. Dawes should have sat out in Vancouver nine straight games caught up to him. So I'm assuming they think Gillies should have went in Vancouver and then had Dawes run to Calgary, who's the better team. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, put him
1: into Vancouver and then have him in the – and then have Dawes in the Calgary game, the better team. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I I think Lindy kind of just – ran him too much there and like i said i get the idea of just trying to spark the team by pulling the goaltender in the vancouver game but i really don't think nico daw should have been pulled in that game really don't think he should have been pulled in that game and also gillies came in there and he just he just looked like and you saw in the next game in the calgary game because it happened twice in a row it was like two games in a row where you get your goaltender pulled in the second period after giving up four goals and you don't score on a double minor, it was like what deja vu. But Gillies looked so much better in that second game. I, I just really feel like he was not ready at all to go into that Vancouver game. And when he did in the Flames game, he looked a lot better. He was playing his angles a little bit more, like out on the crease, not like you know back in the net like he was in that in that uh, Vancouver game. Uh, but I'm looking for a big. Big comeback from Nico Dawes. He seems like a calm, cool, collected kid. He doesn't seem like the uh, the pressure and the stress gets too much to him. I've seen a couple of his press conferences and stuff like that. It seems like he's having a lot of fun. A lot of fun. When you're having fun, it's a different story. you know. When it's stress and you're trying, he seems like he's having fun out there. So I'm expecting a good, solid game back from him uh, as well. And this will be a great challenge. Woo! This is a nice one, you know, a nice notch on the belt if you can get a win against this big Edmonton team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you have a good game against a team like that who has some of the best star power that this league has seen in a really long time, it'll help get you going for the next couple games. So we're nearing the end of our show here. And, of course, I got to get some predictions from you. Um, What do you think the Devils are going to do here? They're playing in Edmonton. It's a couple days off now. It's not back-to-back situation or anything like that. Nico Dawes is probably more fresh than he's been in a couple days here. He, two games he didn't play the full game. So what do you got going for the Devils versus Oilers today, score-wise?
1: I'm gonna give the I'm gonna go a Devils victory here. I'm gonna go a 4-3 Devils victory. Um, I think it's gonna be the opposite of what we've seen recently. We've we've seen the Devils, you know, at the end of the game really trying to put the puck in the net and, you know, really being uh, in the offensive zone and having to pull the goaltender and everything like that. I think that's going to be Edmonton doing that, and we're going to have to make that defensive stand. And I'm looking for some big-time saves from Nico Dawes in the last, like, two minutes or so of the game. When it's in this push, uh, Oilers trying to tie it up. Um, we're looking for some big-time saves from Nico Dawes, and I'm going I'm to say a
0: 4-3 victory for the Devils today i love the prediction we got a couple of predictions sent our way Lil fireboys in the chat saying three three to two victory for the new jersey devils with no overtime needed that would be impressive holding them Ooh. to two regulation goals and then getting three themselves i like it uh sam Wu, our awesome co-host here on the let's go devils podcast he's got devils seven to six in overtime so he thinks it's going to be an absolute burn burner <laughs> Up there in in Western Canada, that would be something. Okay. I mean, you figure if it's if it's seven six Devils or even seven six Oilers for that matter, you figure sheer Hughes, McDavid, the non-Oiler or Devils fan would enjoy the heck out of that. I'm assuming if they're able to watch mm-hmm. it wherever they are across the two countries. But I'm gonna go a little bit more. Uh, I don't even know. This is tough. I'm gonna pick a Devils victory because I, I want them to win so bad. They got to end this. Losing streak of theirs here. I do think it's going to be a little more offensive. I'm going to go five to three New Jersey Devils. I'm the four to three game, and then they bury an empty netter, maybe somebody like Jimmy okay. VC or you know one of the defensemen, someone like that throwing a puck in the empty net. So that's where I'm at on the whole thing. Uh, I, I really want to see the Devils pull out a win here against the others and complete a season sweep against the team that's actually red hot right now. They've been playing very good lately, Edmonton. Hmm. Oh yeah.
1: No, no, no. They, it's coming down the stretch. So look out, man. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but it's gonna be a yeah, good absolutely. game. I'm excited. The, the devils arrested. They got that, they got those young legs. They're gonna have to use that speed to their advantage today. Dawson Mercer. Let's go, 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 go. You know, let's get those, let's get those skates going. I know how fast he is. Nico, Jack, Jesper Bratt, use your speed to your advantage. Even Mikey McLeod's a good skater, you know, like he's fast. He's got a lot of speed.
0: Use that to your advantage. Absolutely. And we like to thank everybody for watching on all the platforms that the Let's Go Devils podcast broadcasts from. Um, you know, I, this was a great show. I'm very much looking forward to this Devils versus Oilers game. Scotty, thank you so much for joining me today, replacing Sam. Yeah. Not, I don't know if we're going to say replacing Sam. That might hurt his feelings. But we'll say filling in for Sam Wu here on Saturday version of the Let's Go Devils podcast game day live. Go ahead. Nobody can replace Sam Wu. Come on. Nobody can replace Sam Wu. Absolutely agree. (laughs) And we will leave everyone with that. And as always, let's go, Devil.